Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back, everyone, to Out of the Box with Christine. I am, of course, your host, Christine Blasdale. And today we're going to be talking about getting out of our own way and stop listening to that little voice inside of our head saying that we're, you know, nothing and that we're not successful and we're not worthy. Um, my guest today is the incredible Todd Nyholm, who is the who is the founder of Nitality, the Nitality Method. And he's also an author. And I love Todd, I love the title of, of your books. I have to say, when I saw the titles, I was like, I've got to get you on the show. Um, his first book was Ah Food, Why Do You Trouble Me So Much? And his recent most current book is Ah Brain, Why Do You Trouble Me So Much? I want to welcome you to Out of the Box with Christine so we could talk about food and our brains and everything in between. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. You know, and those titles still make me laugh. So I'm, I'm glad they touch other people too, you know. Well, you, funny, you know, they're clever. They're very clever titles. And it, um, as someone who's in business and as someone who coaches um, entrepreneurs, that's really important is to grab somebody's attention right away, you know, uh, so that they want to learn a little bit more. Um, let's talk about, well, is you've, you've become a writer was that writing process something that was relatively easy for you or, or difficult, would you say? No, the writing itself came pretty easy to me because I had so much I wanted to say and it just kind of flowed out of me, you know? And so my writing process is a bit weird. Like I write on my phone and check out lines or when I'm walking around the park or in between clients when I'm working at the clinic. And so a lot of it comes kind of formed to me and I was able to lay it all out. And so I've got a, another manuscript written and I'm started on the fourth one. And so it just kind of flows for me um, so far pretty well. The creative process is interesting, isn't it? Because I've written, um, I've written uh, my own book and then I'm a co-author in a few books and yeah. I find that when that inspiration hits and you can just flow to go with it just just to do it and then there's other days where you're like oh, I just really can't I just can't <laughs> so listening yeah. to that is important now you're a somatic therapist can you explain to our wonderful audience what a somatic therapist is and does Sure. And it's, it's a term that one of my teachers started using like 20 years ago, because we have so many methods that we use with different names that are long that no one knows, like visceral manipulation and cranial sacral therapy and structural integration and acupressure and all these different things. But ultimately, I'm working with somebody and I'm, I'm using my hands and knuckles and fingers and elbows and working through the tissue on their body and I'm working with their nervous system. And um, I really talk to them quite often because I like to see what's going on mentally and emotionally and its connection to the body, which is a lot of listening or, you know, when you get used to how someone feels, you can put your hand on their back and ask them, hey, how's work going? And you can tell all kinds of things about what's going on and what's causing their pain. And um, a lot of people kind of miss the connection, but it's, it's really a deep one. And have you always been, because your presence, your energy is one of really of a healer and, and wanting to help people. Have you always, when you were little, have you, you know, did you see like a little, little bird on the side of the road and wanted to, to help heal them? Or is this something that relatively has come into your life relatively new? 
No, I think I've always had it and I've always been aimed that way a little bit, you know, and as I learned some things and as I was working on healing myself, because I've had a lot of health problems and a lot of trauma. And so there's a lot of things that I needed to work on. So I think it made me almost extremely compassionate in a way and wanting to help and, and learning a bunch of methods and making my own methods to help people was kind of a big thing for me. I, I don't like to see much suffering, you know, and if I can help it in some way, that's kind of a big thing for me. You, you have the capacity of empathy as my dear friend, Dr. Judith Orloff um, says, who I believe I call her the queen of empathy. Um, it's, it, it's a beautiful gift, but it can sometimes also become overwhelming because you see so much of the suffering in the world and you want to help so many people, but then also energy vampires can take advantage of that as well. What do you do to ground yourself and protect yourself um, around those energy vampires? Yeah, and I think the first thing is understanding that you need to do it because a lot of people are really empathetic. Or they, we have these like problems with boundaries in a way and we want to help everybody and listen to all their stories. And you realize some people are just draining you and they're not actually looking to change anything, right? And once you see that, there's a lot of little practices you can do. You know, one of which is really paying attention to yourself when you're around them. So you notice it in your own body, you feel yourself shrinking up or you see it in your mind and it brings up all these interesting mental and emotional things. You're like, why am I starting to think this way? I don't usually think this way. And once you see it, it's easier to block the exchange. Um, and then after that, there's a lot of neat things you can do with like breathing techniques and kind of cleaning yourself off. And one of my Mongolian friends taught me a method about knocking on wood, you know, so you just, after you're done with someone, you knock on wood and you put all the energy into that, that you don't need just little things like that. Oh, I like that. Actually, I like that. Yeah. You know, cause I, well, a long time ago in another lifetime, I was a uh, personal fitness coach and I, got my massage license. Cause I was like, well, I can offer that as an extra service after I work you out then I can massage you. And, yeah. um, and I recall like feeling all that stress and ickiness. And what I would do is just, I would like shake my hands and shake my arms to just get it off of me. Um, yeah. and, and that helped a little bit, but the, the, something that you said earlier, and I think this is really important, especially with a lot of people who are in the wellness industry, personal development, but also the healing uh, arts, and that's be it Reiki, massage, uh, the work that you do, is also if you're someone who has suffered from trauma at a young age, that that can, you can go in a couple different ways, right? You can repeat that kind of behavior or you can want to heal from it and heal others. Can you talk about any of that? Do you feel comfortable talking about any of the um, things that you had gone through and, and where, it, where it took you? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's interesting when you go through difficult things like where people end up because some people run from it and other people like me, for whatever reason, we just face it and we're like, hey, let's, let's handle this, you know? And if you don't, it can eat your lunch over time, you know? And so I had a couple major traumas when I was a kid. And one was I got a tick bite and it gave me a bunch of weird infections that I couldn't name until about four or five years ago. Cause I needed, I went through like 50 doctors and I finally found one that could help me. And after it had weakened my immune system, a bunch of other infections. So at one point I had like 12 infections going on, you know? Um, and some of the original ones were like Lyme and Bartonella and things like that. And then also when I was a kid, there was a, basically a, this is a bit of an intense subject, but a serial killer that lived in my neighborhood. Um, and he had a bit of a fascination with me. And so watching him and some of the way he manipulated me and everyone around me was quite educational, <laughs> you know, at a young age, watching some of that. And he was a genius and great at manipulating people. And so that really 
opened my eyes to some things that I think most people wouldn't see in that way. Um, but it gave me an insight into life and humans that I think a lot of people don't have because they didn't go through that. So if I can help people like me who have been through some stuff, then I'm going to do it any way I can or, or kind of die trying, as it were. But I have lots of wonderful methods that are, that are useful, even if you can't control what's happening to your body. You can still work with your mind and your emotions and you can still do things like that. So a lot of the methods that are in my books, you can do even in the worst circumstances when you're so sick, you can't get out of bed or you're in some horrible situation like I was a few times. Um, the methods still work. And for me, that was important to share with other people. So. And that is so, yeah, that is, that is so beautiful because also I think when we're, uh, when we are victims of, of either abuse, uh, mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, as children, we have, we do have this amazing ability to, to survive, right. And to adapt and to say, okay, um, this is happening but as we, you know, as we get older, we hold on to those things. And especially in our bodies, I mean, the mind is one thing, and that is something that is a vast territory. It's like as deep as space, but right. when it comes to our body holding on to those things, and I know that the body holding on to those memories can create all types of havoc. Um, and later on in life, you know, cancer, different diseases and illnesses, how do you how do you um, connect with people, um, especially in their body when they are holding on to those those traumas? What's one of the best things about my work because I actually have my hands on people, right? And I'm working through their tissue and I'm I'm following their breath and I'm watching what they're talking about and what things they can't talk about. And I notice certain areas of their body that are absolutely clamped down for no good reason. So they're laying on a massage table, it's warm in there. And I'm like, why am I, why are they so tense over here? And as you talk to them, a lot of times those things come out through just me working with them, even if we're not talking about anything like it. And then they'll bring it up and they'll say, well, this happened to me. And, you know, we'll work through that part of their body, you know, particularly with certain kinds of abuse, it really shows up in certain areas. So for me, I have this wonderful place where I get to work with a little bit of both, right? Um, through someone's body, but I wanted to be able to help more people. So if I can only see, let's say 10 people in a day with a book, I could reach 100,000 people in a day or something. And so that was for me kind of why I'm branching out. And then because of my somatic therapy background, I think even within my books, I write about the body some way and, and how to work with it and different methods of going through the, your body mentally and emotionally with your attention to change things as well. And, and you also, and you have a podcast. You know, I haven't started a podcast. You yet. need I to have a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been doing more with YouTube so far. And so I've been kind of branching, yeah, working my way up because I'm not always super comfortable with being on camera and things like that. But I wanted to because I think I can really reach a lot more people. And so over the last couple of years, I started with writing because that was easiest for me. Then I did the audio book and then I started doing audio things. And now I'm getting more into the visual ap application of things, but I'm going to try to stack it up as much as I can, you know, as I get better with it. So. Yeah, I think that's that's something that's really key with, um, and again, with conscious entrepreneurs um, and especially those that are in the healing field um, is that they've got this beautiful gift and nobody knows about them. Right. So right, yeah. I always encourage, I encourage my clients. I, I have a wonderful therapist in Los Angeles who just recently finished um, her coaching, the, my coaching program. She finished it and she just launched her audio podcast and then her podcast on YouTube. And, and she was like crying the other day. Like, I mean, she was so emotional because 
she's getting to reach a lot more people than she could in just her private practice. Yeah. And, and that's, what's really important as well. And to get over a lot of, a lot of people, doesn't matter if you're a conscious entrepreneur or not have that, what do they call it? The, um, oh, the imposter syndrome. Right. Right. And, and I definitely have struggled with that quite a bit, you know, but once I'm actually talking to people, like when I'm in the middle of it, it's great. And when I'm teaching things and I taught at a college for a while and I got used to, you know, lecturing and things. So it's just a little different you know, the visual component that I know, oh, maybe a hundred thousand people could see that. And you're like, but think about it the other way. Maybe a hundred thousand people can, can hear this and see this and, and get yeah. inspired or, or motivated. Right. Yeah. Um, that's so what do you, so the things that you do to keep, cause, cause that would, that could be a little bit exhausting. I, I could understand dealing with people's emotions and their physical body. So what are some other things that you do to keep yourself uh, rejuvenated and, and, and positive? What are some other things, little tricks that you do? Yeah. So I developed a whole series of methods that like work through me emotionally and mentally and physically. And it's some of the basis of that vitality method. And I'm starting to write the book now to teach that because they're a little complicated um, to explain all at once because I made them as thoroughly as I could. But I run through those every day, often after when I'm leaving, you know, and um, some of the base of that method is I kind of mentioned it before is like putting yourself in your own attention field so that you know what's going on. And that really does strengthen you because you're getting some of your own energy back you know, as opposed to dumping it all into your client, which is kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if you've ever played like a third person shooter game where you can toggle in and out between you and the character. So you don't see anything and then you see the character some of the time. And so it's like putting yourself in the frame. And once you do that, you start to realize when people are draining you, but also when you're emotional and when you're really getting worn down and then you can, then you can stack methods on top of that. You're like, okay, I can do this particular breathing exercise, which a good one to start with is sort of gulping air like 30 times. So you get a whole bunch of oxygenation all at once. And that's great when you're like struggling to get through a day because you're on person number eight and person number seven was really having a rough time. And now you're like, oh man, how am I gonna get through these other two people? And you go in the back for five minutes and, and you do some of those things. But it's it helps a lot if you can keep those methods in your mind as you're working with people, which is one of the things I'd really like to give because it's profoundly changed me in a lot of ways. And so if, if people want to learn more about the Nitality method, they can just go to your website, correct? Yeah, it's a great place. Okay. And then, so, um, so um, we'll put, we'll put in the show notes, the link to, um, to Todd's website, nitality.com. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll also put links to your books, uh, to both of your books. Um, uh, how do you say the full title? Cause it's great. Ah, uh, brain. Ah, brain, why do you trouble me so much? Yes. And ah, food, why do you trouble me so much? You pick two very, very popular subjects. It's a good place to start. Yes, it's a great place to start. So people can go to the website and check out the different methods. And so do you offer coaching? Do you do group um, or, you know, live um, uh, courses or anything like that? I just started developing some of that, you know, if someone wanted to do some coaching, I could set that up really quickly. Cause I, you know, that would be easy to do, but I'm kind of phasing everything in as I was going through it, you know, and, and writing and, and working my way up and then building the website. And it's been taking me a little bit of time cause I'm doing it all on my own, you know, and that kind of thing and having to learn as I go. But yeah, there's lots of ways to reach me there. And I plan to just throw a bunch of stuff up on YouTube and on TikTok, And um, then I'll definitely set up some specific courses, um, and some workbooks and things like that to work through some of the exercises. 
Beautiful. Well, we'll make sure that also we include your YouTube channel so people can find you since this uh, podcast is also put up, uh, published on, on YouTube. We'll make sure that we include that. And, um, and I like the fact too, that you, you know, so many of us as, you know, conscious entrepreneurs, as, as, as people in business do every, we're doing everything We're you know, I'm like, I'm not very tech, I'm not super tech savvy, but I, I created my own website and designed it and everything like that. And, uh, you know, updated as much as I can. Um, but we do have as, as entrepreneurs, we do seem to have to wear a lot of hats. Um, so I'm wondering what, what of all the things, cause there's so many things that you need to do. I mean, my goodness, there's business, there's marketing, there's building out the website, there's building programs. What are some things that you, um, that you really enjoy? And then what are some things that you, you might, <laughs> you're not that crazy about, but you do anyway. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy somewhat the different things. Like it, my mind likes that. Like I'm going to do some marketing and some advertising and I'm going to make some videos and I'm going to work with some people directly and I'm going to write. Um, but most of all, I like helping people do better. You know, if I can find some direct way into that, I really get a lot out of that. Um, what is tricky for me most is like keeping track of all the different things. Cause I got, you know, the editors are emailing me and some of the marketing stuff is editing me and some of the podcasters. And it's like, I look at it and then I go take care of five people and it just kind of can evaporate. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I need to call X person back or Y person back. And I started to really understand why people have assistants just to help put they all delegate. that stuff Yes, yeah. they delegate. Unless they're, unless they're like a control freak like myself. And I go, I can't delegate this because nobody knows except for me how to do that. But it is your, your um, I equate it to spinning plates. I don't know. A long, long time ago, there's like the Ed Sullivan show and they'd have somebody on there spinning a plate on a, you know, yeah. on a long pole. They'd be spinning a plate. Then they put another one. It was like a wooden stick. And then they'd spin another plate and then they'd spin another plate. And then they had to spin, keep spinning all of these plates. And that's how really how I equate being an entrepreneur is because you do have to kind of be a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades um, in order to keep it going. But how great that you're, that you're writing, you're getting published, you are out there on YouTube, you're doing everything uh, to get the word out to people. And we'll make sure that we, send some people your way as well through this podcast and YouTube channel. So everybody make sure you check out uh, Todd's website. It's nitality.com. Todd Nyhome is, is his name. We're going to make sure we have the links to his books, links to his website and his YouTube channel. So you can check them out and learn a little bit more about the Nitality method and healing and, um, and becoming the best that you can be, not only just for your, not only for your business, not only for yourself, but for your family and your loved ones as well. So thank you so much for being with me today, Todd. I really appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime to Out of the Box. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, I, I enjoy talking with you. You're a love. Oh my goodness, you're, you're a beautiful angel. Okay, um, we'll have all the uh, links in the show notes. If you want more information about this podcast, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you want more information about me, go to christineblasdale.com. All those links will be in the show notes. And as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.